Ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, March the 2nd, 2021. Welcome to your lousy smoke weather. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Gold. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joe, I'm doing well. <clears throat> I'm coming at you as usual from <clears throat> Brooklyn, New York. My hot take tonight is probably the coldest hot take of all time, and that is that ESPN is the most most ridiculous, stupid rag on the entire planet. Um, they came out with their AL East preview today, uh, and I read it, and it was the such garbage. Horrible, horrible trash. And I think that Wait, it's... First, <clears throat> first, can I ask a question? Isn't rag a, a euphemism for a magazine? A newspaper. Print print periodical. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well this was a so this was on their website. This, so it was a I generally associate with ESPN with televised sports. Right. This was on ESPN.com. It was a written piece. And a it was digital rag. It was such garbage. And I put very little effort and research into my AL East preview, but it was pretty clear that I put like 20 times as much research into mine as ESPN did into theirs. <clears throat> it was so bad, you guys. So bad. Uh, they're so, picking the Yankees, right? They're picking the Yankees. They're picking the Yankees, and they're, and like the thing about their, the thing they wrote about the Rays was the worst because they were like, well, yeah, the Rays lost all of their pitchers, but you know they'll still be good. They'll be just as good as they were last year, and they had no of sort of like reason to say that. They were just like, "Oh, the Rays, the Rays are the Rays, and they're just going to be right. good. They'll be just as good as they were last year, even though they lost all their good players." And then like people people say that all the time. Oh, the Rays are the Rays. They'll 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 figure it out. Right. They do. <laughs> Except they do. <laughs> they don't always, though. Right. I mean, the last few years, where recency bias affected society. So the, the, the Rays do it all the time. <laughs> For the past two years. And they, they exactly. didn't mention anything about the deadening of the balls. Right. And they completely wrote off the Blue Jays. They're so wrong. They're so such terrible, terrible. They call themselves the worldwide leaders in sports. And it just seemed like somebody took a dump on a keyboard and published it online. It was such garbage. Yeah, well, just wait until it's NFL draft season and you will get to hear every episode. I will talk about my hatred for Mel Kuyper Jr., that fraud. <laughs> Of all the ESPN personalities, Mel Kuyper Jr. is... Who has created a career out of less? Like, what does he do? I don't understand what he does, yet he gets so much airtime. Oh, yeah. Good mm -hmm. hunting, Sam. I'm mad now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this is, this is what hot takes are for. <laughs> Get the blood riled up. Uh, all the They're the fucking us. worst. They're so bad. <laughs> yeah. Also joining us, uh, as per usual, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? It's going pretty good. I'm getting kind of fired up here. I'm drinking some whiskey. I'm going to do an AL preview. And, uh, yes! Let's go! From, from uh, whatever it's Seattle. It's not rainy. It's just fucking fine. Uh, uh, and my hot take is, well, you know what? I'm going to jump on board with this bandwagon. And I'm going to say that the MLB, uh, I don't know, Department of Tech Department is the shittiest department in fucking professional sports. I think the they got an Instagram page now that's probably the most proficient professional aspect of their tech or digital department because this fucking old school monolith of a garbage institution can't figure out how the fuck to get <laughs> spring training scores onto their MLB app for your phone. I have a fucking regular old iPhone and I pay every year to get my new fucking MLB app for my phone, whatever, 20 bucks gets me like all the scores and shit. They're showing me, I, they're showing me scores from September of 2020 and they, like, but then the teams are also uploading like their own, whatever video they decide to take from the feeds that they have at spring training and put them on their fucking app. It's like, get your goddamn shit together. You're the fucking American pastime and you can't fucking get a tech department that can put together some fucking digital media platforms and get some goddamn content going in a reasonable manner aside from your Instagram which is actually where I get most of my baseball news at this fucking point (laughs) this is going well I think this is going well yeah yeah they are completely incompetent the reason is because they keep laying off all the media interns who are younger than 28, so it's only middle-aged white guys like us who are left in the offices trying to figure out how the TikTok works. They can't but, do it. But it's interesting because, like, these these depart- these companies keep downgrading the concept of, like, digital media. They're like, oh, it's just a thing where you hire a 25-year-old intern who takes care of your fucking social media accounts. And it's like, no, this is actually how the world communicates with each other now, you shits if you're not gonna fucking talk to people they're gonna stop fucking listening why are people why do the kids not like baseball anymore oh gosh i sure don't get it let's come up with our daily tweet where we talk about some stats <coughs> yeah and then let's black out all of western iowa from the yeah country. then let's make baseball completely unwatchable you can't there's not not in the sense that it's boring because that's fine with me but like in the sense that like it's just not available to fucking watch. It is, it is, all of their entire, all of MLB's entire budget goes into like sexual harassment defense litigation, <laughs> and they can't afford to like keep their their website running. Uh, we spent all the money on Mickey Calloway's litigation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fuck you know what? Fuck ESPN. Fuck the MLB. But goddamn it, I love baseball more than anything. That was my alternate hot take was that I might love baseball more than my family. I was like in the shower trying to think of all the things I was gonna say, and I was like, oh, I'm gotta get out of the shower and look at baseball stats. Like I don't get out of the shower to talk to my family. <laughs> oh, this is good. All right, uh, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, where the weather was nice today. Because we're all giving weather updates. Um, my hot take: I have been watching spring training baseball. Chicago White Sox, my team, they for some reason are zero wins, one loss, and two ties. 
which is, I think, really, <laughs> it's like I'm watching hockey or something on the TV. Um, and I was watching them play the Angels. And for the game, White Sox manager Tony La had like a, a laugh chat with Angels manager Joe Maddox. And I was just imagining after the game, these two old men, they're going to party down in Arizona. Like Joe Madden, he's going to have his glass of red Merlot. Tony LaRusso is going to have like six martinis and then go get 40 of OE. And they're just going to clue the fucking Tempe nightlife. I am here for it. Let me tell you. Yes. Two drunk <coughs> baseball guys driving around the desert. Right, but they're going to be shit-faced and in bed by like 7.30 because they're so old. <laughs> right, they got to get I resemble that, that remark. <laughs> they got to get that, uh, what's it called, early, early bird special? Yeah, the early bird special. <laughs> Who eats at five? <laughs> the hometown buffet and... Six Tony Lelusa comes scotches. into the hometown buffet at 5 p.m. just loaded. <laughs> yeah. Get him with a fucking chicken fried steak. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you Tony Larusa drinks Cuddy Sark too. Oh, you're right. That's such an old man drink. That is the best old man drink. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a fun season. I'm really excited about it. Watching. Watching spring training games, and so baseball is happening. We are moving right along. I want to give a think, shout out. Hold, to I, hold on, before listening. you go into the shout outs, Joel, I need to I need to tell yeah. the listeners this because they're not privy to our text messages. But okay. Joel is so excited about spring training baseball. I received probably <laughs> two to three all caps texts that are like, "Tim Anderson just got a hit," or. Shohei Otani is pitching in the bullpen. <clears throat> and I have to keep telling him that he's way too excited, way too early. And all of these people in his uh, feed on his games are not, they're not real people. They're like going right. to go back to the yeah, minors no, and I, never be I seen again. So confused. I watched the first two innings and then after that, I don't know anybody who's left on the white side. Who are these dudes? <laughs> This is the important part, Joel. This is what you have to really learn about your team. Yeah, and the 70-man roster and who's going to get sent back to double-A Winston-Salem. Yeah, it's the, the White Sox of the future. Yep, yep, I get it. Oh, the future is now in Chicago. The future is now in Chicago. Well, the other thing, Sam, is I just get so mad because I have to sit in faculty meetings on Zoom from 2 to 4 p.m. when there's a baseball game going on. That's dumb. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Quit your job, folks. <laughs> um, okay, but I do want to talk about shout-outs. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, no, that was good. Um, we talked last week. We did the AL Central update uh, preview. Thomas is going to provide us with the AL West preview today, completing our American League trifecta. Before we move on to the National League, you can also check out our food uh, podcast, Top of the Clock. And I want to give a shout out to our listeners in Atlanta, Illinois, uh, which I found out today 
is on Route 66, just uh, southwest of Bloomington. And there's a giant statue of Paul Bunyan holding a giant hot dog in Atlanta, Illinois, on Route 66. So that's worth the price of admission. I I think the price of admission is free because it's just a well. You got to drive all the way there. You got well. You got to drive there exactly. Also, uh, shout out to Mo Boog. Happy birthday, Mo Boog. He would have been 119 years old if he were alive today. And uh, we did an episode, a series of episodes on him way back in 2019, Sam. I had to look that up. I was living in Long Island. You were living in Long Island in the, the apartment with the sauna. With the you sauna, yeah. Yeah. In 2019, we had never even heard of COVID-19. Exactly. Everything was great in 2019. I feel like you just glossed over the part where I said I was living in Long Island. <laughs> we can't dwell yes, on that. Sam, you had your own personal sauna <clears throat> in your house, in, in your apartment. In my bedroom. In your bedroom. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Hey, listen, I got an AL West to preview. Yeah, we got to go. I'm sorry. So uh, check us out on all the social media bullshits, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, follow us. If you're listening to us on the Apple Podcasts, give us a rate, a like, a review, and a subscription. All right. Bye, Thomas. I'm done. Take it away, man. It's all you. No, I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Yeah. So AL West preview. Uh, do we want to recap what we're doing here is we're all doing previews. Joel picked the White Sox to win the American League Central. Uh, Sam picks the Blue Jays, I believe, to win the American League East and yep. the Yankees to get the wild card. Anyway, yep. So I'm taking the American League East, and I'm talking about the American League. So I did a lot of stat crushing and spent time writing down numbers from one place and putting them into a different place. So I kind of copied numbers, which is at the end of four days, I realized was sort of a stupid way of looking at it. But so I've come up with a kind of a concept of the American League West that I'd like to sort of explore. The first, it's by state. So do you guys want to talk about California or Texas first? Texas is freezing. I, although I think everybody's not so much dying in Texas right now. Let's talk Texas. Let's talk Texas. Yeah, we'll start east and move west because that's how we've been doing it anyway. All right. So Texas, to me, has been about expectations and the different course that expectations can take in life or in a baseball season. We have the Texas Rangers. The At this point, well, when when did they make the World Series? 2007 or something like that? No, no, they made it. They lost the... Giants, uh, they lost back-to-back. Yeah, they went back-to-back, lost 2012 to the Giants, 2011. Cardinals. Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. Okay, so since that time, they've been sort of falling on hard times. I feel like the uh, was it Josh Hamilton era. Fell that was the Ron, Ron Washington was their manager. Yeah, Ron and Washington. They, and they made, Nelson Cruz was the right fielder on that team. Oh, wow. Which was one of the reasons why they lost that World Series against St. Louis, because he dropped a fly ball in the outfield. Anyway, the point being that since that time, the story of Houston and the story of the Texas Rangers are widely disparate. 
they go in far different paths, although they both had the same expectations. Basically, the Texas Rangers had Joey Gallo and Elvis Andrus on an Andrew. Adrian Beltre and Josh Hamilton-led team coming out of those sort of seasons, and they said had the expectations of Gallo and Andrus, and well, I guess on the, to a certain level, uh, Rugnet Odor, leaving them out of their post World Series. You know, you kind of have to navigate these the the, the comings and goings of sports. So you know, the, their older fellows were out, and their newer guys were trying to fill in. Whereas in 2012 the Houston Astros made a move to the AL West and they also did uh, what was kind of widely regarded as a acknowledged tank where yeah. they lost a lot of games and they got a lot of high draft round uh, high draft picks and they got a, did a ton of they got a lot of prospects in a short period of time. Right, and everyone's chasing the Houston Astros model kind of Yeah, so that was going to be my question. Were they the first tank team? I think maybe the first to publicly acknowledge that, but I don't think that that concept was really that. I don't think that concept is far outside of the realm of normality within sports. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think you know, looking at your options and realizing that if you're terrible, you might get better new players is always a good option. I don't I don't know if I I think that they kind of acknowledged it in some sort of public manner and then it got run with as sort of that. So I, I can't con- I can't I can't comment to that. So do you have a theory about why Houston has managed now almost a decade later to have like a successful several years of a franchise and Texas hasn't? Was it is it luck? Well, that's where I'm kind of going with this is that I think that because if you look at what's happening in Houston now, so the Houston Astros. Okay, so let's go back here and let's look at Roto Champ, Vegas odds, and Fangraphs. So Fangraphs has uh, the chances of the Astros winning the division at almost sixty percent, and the chances of playoffs seventy percent. They have the Angels in second with a twenty-two percent chance of the division and thirty-seven percent playoffs. Oakland, Seattle, Texas. Vegas favors Oakland for some reason. They're interesting. Well, a couple days ago, they were on the top of that list with Houston in second and then Los Angeles, Texas, or Seattle and then Texas. Rotochamp, which I I don't know if that's just a random website that I went to. The Astros, they had the Astros, they picked them to win 90 games and win the division Los Angeles to finish in second. And Oakland in third, Texas Rangers in fourth. Yeah. Seattle Mariners and last year. Texas is going to be bad. I was the point. So the so yeah. So I kind of getting to this point where like you know Houston has been riding the coattails of this first leg of development this George Springer led Jose Altuve George Springer uh Yuli Gurriel uh and then sort of on you know Dallas Keuchel into Dallas Keuchel yeah he was he's now long since gone but you're right he was definitely a part of that maybe Lance McCullers Carlos Correa and Alex Bregman kind of got lumped into it although they're on the younger end of that but so now what you've got with Houston Astros is that aside from Michael Brantley, those are the old elder statesmen of that team. And you've got Jordan Alvarez, you've got Miles Straw, you've got uh, a couple of guys in the, coming out of the, the – they're young, uh, Framber Valdez, well, Lance McCullers is still there, Christian Javier, um, and Jose Arquiti are kind of their pitchers that they've developed. And so there's sort of this – what you see now with Houston is now they're trying to bridge this gap from the first phase of development, the first phase of sort of like tank, 
And now they're trying to get to the second level of it, where they're sort of led by the Jordan Alvarez's and the Framber, the, the Framber, Framber Valdez. Um, so, like, I think, and I think that that's a big lean. And I think in a 2021 post 2019, where they were found to have cheated, 2020 would have been a loud season and a tough season. And they struggled on it without any fans there. And I think that they're getting picked to do really well, but I think that they're going to get bombarded with some pretty negative sentiment. Jose Altuve might have the yips. Yep. He threw away a bunch of plays in the playoffs, and throwing from second base to first base can be a really daunting proposition if you get the yips, if you talk to a one Chuck Knobloch. Uh, so... They Go also ahead. wasn't two, wasn't twenty twenty. They didn't. They only made it into the playoffs on the expanded playoff expanded, mm-hmm. program, right? Yeah, like they I weren't a real playoff team. I yes, that's true. I did allege on the record that they were a better team than their regular season might have suggested, and that they were worthy of an American League Championship Series appearance, which we might have disagreed about. Yeah, but I still <laughs> feel like. I still feel like they're kind of resting on bullshit. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily stoked on them. Texas Rangers, the only reason I mentioned them in expectations is that they've had to deal with the expectations of, uh, yeah, after Josh Hamilton, they had uh, Joey Gallo and Elvis Andrus and Rugnado Dor, who they thought were going to lead them to the next appearance in the uh, a World Series. I might add, once they appeared in the World Series and then the Nationals won the World Series, it makes the Mariners the only team to never appear in a World Series. Hey! Hey! hey. Into the slump. So, but the Rangers, though, <laughs> the Rangers, though, have now lived with Joey Gallo for what's going on in an eternity. He's only 27, but his he's gone from being a guy that I totally kind of resented and almost cheered against to being a guy that I sort of feel sorry for. Elvis Andrus, they traded in the offseason in one of the many interleague, interdivision in transactions where they traded Elvis Andrus for much maligned and last two years being terrible Chris Davis right. from the Oakland Athletics. So, and Rugnet Odor is on a four year contract, I think, at this point where he's getting paid like some crazy sum of money <laughs> to hit what did he hit last year he hit 167 <laughs> with an OPS of 600 <laughs> but that's the thing 167 with an OPS of over 600 is that what you said yeah so the dude never gets hit but when he does he hits a home run he's fucking <clears throat> terrible he's never when hit he doesn't get hit as hard as he hit Jose Bautista yeah when he hits Jose know, Bautista <laughs> That guy has gotten so much out of just getting his ass handed to him. <coughs> Texas also has no rotation. They have Kyle Gibson that's leading their yeah, cards. They have yeah. a Japanese guy. Did you see? Did you see the uh, lineup card from the Chicago White Sox Texas Rangers? Yes, I asked about that. That was so cool. But it, I think it was written. It must have been written by a Japanese translator because the Japanese name was written in full kanji. In so I was like, yeah. It's one of the bench coaches for the White Sox writes all their lineups in this, like, medieval-looking script, which is really cool. And he includes um, old Hebrew uh, prayers on the cards. Well, then maybe that was the person, but they would have... It was, it was. I know exactly what... And they got somebody to write 
the Japanese guy's name in Japanese script they did. because cool. they were just big nudes. Cool. I'm really into it. Uh, one thing to note out of the Texas Rangers is that Isaiah, Isaiah kind of a, I think it's like, anyway, Isaiah Kinderfalapo is the gold glove winner at third base. And I might note that in the American League West, he's being moved to shortstop, by the way, for Elvis Anderson. But in the American League West, if you think of the shortstop, the third basemans that he beat, so he won the gold glove, he beat out in the American League West only, Matt Chapman, yeah. Kyle Seeger, <laughs> and Anthony Rendon for best fielding third baseman in the American League, just that, just in the West. Anyway, so I wanted to move beyond that. Okay, so you know, the other the other side. Go ahead. I, here's my question about the Astros that I can't figure out. Alex Bregman, I'm looking Kurt. at projections <coughs> right now that he is projected to be fourth in Major League Baseball among position players in war. Like, he is supposed to be an MVP caliber player. I was second in MVP last year. Oh. If you count last year. If you count last year. Which you don't. They got, they got Trout 1, Betts 2, Tatis 3, Alex Bregman 4, ahead of Soto, Bellinger, and Rendon. I was just like, really? Is Alex Bregman good? I don't uh, think he I is. I can't speak to that. Yeah. I think I think people think he's... I mean, you know, yes, he's good, but I don't think he's top five. He's had a couple of good seasons, but I don't... Yeah, I don't think he's that... I don't... And I think he's also fragile like a snowflake. I, or it's not a snowflake. That's a terrible... That's a trigger <laughs> word. <laughs> he's not fragile like an ACL. There you go. Sam, were you going to say something about Alex Bregman? I hate him. I think he's terrible. Yeah, I freaking hate Alex Bregman. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that good. That's that was my point. I just I was blown away. He's played over his head for two years. I think he's maybe due for some regression. I I'm expecting regression out of that Astros squad. Yeah, I agree. Except for Alvarez, I think your Don Alvarez is going to be fucking. He's a legit hitter, but I don't. He's also a big body. And I think what maybe we're starting to learn about the Giancarlo Stanton's and the Aaron Judges and the Framber Valdez's and the uh, big fucking guy that played left field for the Mariners from God damn it. I think that Alex Bregman might be the fourth best third baseman in Major League Baseball. Right, right. Which is good. I agree. But he's not, I mean, he's not the fourth best baseball player. He's not the best third baseman in Major League Baseball. Like, Nolan Arenado is head and shoulders the best third baseman in Major League Baseball. I can go with that. I don't know about head and shoulders. <clears throat> Chapman? That dude averages... Matt Chapman is rips at third base, and I think Anthony Rendon is out of off year last year, but I think he's probably one of the top eight baseball players in America. I, I don't know. Nolan Arenado I... is like... Incredible. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Segue to California because I want to talk shit about Anthony Rendon. Okay, so well, here's my segue to California. So, so then I thought, okay, well, what else is about the American League West? I thought California, and I thought, well, expectations. What did I say for Texas? Was did I say expectations? That was expectations. What I meant to say for Texas was development. Texas is development. California is expectations. Gotcha. Okay. And California expectations, you have Mike Trout, the 
best baseball player in America playing in Los Angeles. And I think... Anaheim. Anaheim. <laughs> Thomas just gave me the best look. <laughs> I didn't mean to give you, like, a good look. I, I, I agree that Anaheim is not Los Angeles, but I also don't feel like... Like, Anaheim is as much Los Angeles as Brooklyn is New York City. Okay. I'm Bro- making it, Brooklyn's I'm making it. New York City. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that it's as much New York City as Anaheim is Los Angeles. Anaheim is a different city, though, isn't it? So yes. is Brooklyn. No, Brooklyn, no, Brooklyn is, is Brooklyn York. is part of New York City. Like, like the postal, like if the, the mailman. You, you write Brooklyn, New York. You write Brooklyn, New York on the letter. <laughs> but it's New York City. But, but it's not Manhattan. Okay, we're not gonna. We're, well, it's not Queens either. It's right, not Staten well, Island. It's, it's not still, the Bronx. It's still not Manhattan. So why is Los is Angeles? Staten Island or the Bronx? Okay, we've listed listed all the boroughs. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, but I, but I, I mean, like Anaheim is as much a part of Los Angeles as Brooklyn is a part of New York. Maybe I would. I disagree with you. I think there is a thing that the Angels are not the Dodgers, like the Mets are not the Yankees. But I think the Mets are closer in, in popularity to in terms and of. I, I would say the Mets probably are more representative of New York, greater five boroughs, New York, greater New York state area than the Yankees are. Not Staten Island. <laughs> That's where the cops always. Well, anyway, they so love the Yankees in Staten Island. That Anaheim Angels of the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles. There we go. I've had a player that transcends the public's view of baseball. He is he's the greatest baseball player of our generation. Hands down, nobody will doubt it. Even non baseball players know that Mike Trout is the base or non baseball fans would know that Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. And the Angels have had payroll, they've had the, the focus, they've had the spotlight, they have California's ear if they want it. And they have chosen to ignore it for going on 10 years. <laughs> they got Albert fucking Pujols and signed him to a ridiculous $100 million contract over an unreasonable amount of time on his downslope out of St. Louis. They got Justin Upton. But now they got Anthony Rendon and they have Shohei Otani who is now fully healthy and fully capable of being a two-way player. And I think that Shohei Otani might be the best baseball player on the California Angels of Los Angeles Anaheim. And I think that he might prove that this year. Oh, I would love that. That'd be awesome. The Oakland Athletics, on the other hand, are California's nobody cares team. They play in a football stadium that they only fill halfway. They throw batteries at opposing players. There's shit backups in the toilets, in the restaurant restrooms, in that facility. The, the stadium is falling apart. Their team is always low in payroll, always low in anybody else's expectations, and yet constantly overachieves. And Moneyball, baby! Moneyball! Well, and, and they've got some brain trusts in their front office that have done well by them and i expect them to continue to do well this year oakland focused 
in their offseason on their bullpen, which was a major league leading potentially, maybe not number one, but they were among the better staffs in baseball. They added Yusmero Petit, Sergio Romo, Trevor Rosenthal, Adam Eric, and Nick Turley are all of the bullpen moves they made, and they added a lot, and they are leaning heavily on that bullpen. They also traded Chris Davis for Elvis Andrus to fill the shortstop spot vacated by Marcus Simeon, which I think is a egregious downgrade. Simeon and, to the Mets? No, the Blue Jays. <clears throat> the Blue Jays. Blue Jays, okay. Yeah. They have a, a lineup that re- re- relies a lot on Matt and Marks. Yeah, I, I always wondered about that. <laughs> yeah, they, they signed Mitch Moreland, which might be an interesting sign for them. They signed a lot of old guys. They brought back Mike Fears. They brought back Jed Lowry. They brought back Tom, uh, Tommy Lastella. Might have, I don't know if that's a bring back. But uh, they let go of Liam Hendricks, who is their big arm out of the bullpen. A lot of people think that Oakland is going to challenge, but I have little faith in this lineup, and I think that their expectations might be more uh, modest as I feel that their team is. I, I just don't think that I don't. I, they've got a strange starting rotation with Chris Bassett, Paul Blackburn. You got Frankie Montas is supposed to be their ace. Sean Manaya is trying to scoop up whatever is left of his Major League Baseball career. And then they have Lazardo, and none of whom I'm really impressed. They have a really strong bullpen. They've got not a great starting five in a lineup that I will see what happens. The Angels have less in their – they're going to be lenient. They signed Jose Quintana. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's and Quintana, I think Quintana, Quintana, Quintana can be a, a good number two. They got Dylan Bundy. They have they have some options. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not as bullish on their starting on, the, on their full rotation as maybe as Oakland's, but I think that they have the offensive numbers. So anyway, that leaves us with Seattle Mariners, my beloved Seattle so, Mariners. Go ahead. So hold on. So the Angels. I gotta. So you know that that show Twin Peaks. Yeah, I feel like the Angels are like the Black Lodge of Major League Baseball. Like you go to the Angels and then you disappear for twenty years, <clears throat> and nobody ever sees you again. It's the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, it's baseball's yeah. Bermuda Triangle. Right, pools. right. they ruined it. Okay, but you can, like, look at the grass, and the moment he, like, it's like Field of Dreams when the doctor walks across that line, and he goes from being a young kid <laughs> to being an old doctor again. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good allegory, <clears throat> or whatever. That, that's when Albert Pujols in an Anaheim, uh... And Randon, I'm worried about Anthony Randon. He was going to disappear. Won a World Series with the Washington. He's going to disappear. He's like a ghost. <laughs> and uh, I was, I, 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 uh, I, I like your hot take on Shohei Otani. I really hope you're right because I was like, ruined 
another generational talent. And that's what I thought happened. I mean, the potential's there, still I there. Hope, I, I think it's. I think. I hope I'm it, wrong about that. They could ruin him still, and I think being a two-way player is dangerous. But right, and I I wish I had the article up. I was reading about him. They're not going to try to really aggressively develop him as a two-way. They're gonna focus. I think on the. I, I for now. Choe. Um. But yeah. But I may be wrong about that. I think that they should make him the closer and he just like DHs the whole game and then comes out in the ninth inning to pitch. I think that and would they be can sick. Hit somebody else for him. That's what I think you should do. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I always didn't understand why he didn't play in the field on the games that he didn't pitch. I think yeah. it's like safety. Nah, fuck that. He's the best. You should do, do go two way. But no, yeah, I think they should keep him healthy. So anyway, I uh, okay, yeah. I still haven't talked about the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, I want to hear your takes on Seattle. That's those are your boys. I mean, that's my boys. Seattle Mariners are much. M- well, gosh, well, how long has it been since we've been in the playoffs? Twenty some years, I think, we're the <laughs> longest professional. This is a twenty year anniversary of the one yeah, team. Right. Yeah, we're the longest playoff drought in in all the major sports. We are the uh, well. I got you know, I, I'm right here, right now. I might be having to change a heart because I I'm really hoping that. Well, I don't know what I'm hoping for, but I kind of like this being shitty. You know, it's like it's okay. <laughs> Like, Joel's all nervous about the White Sox this year. I know. Like, that, yeah. That's all development gets you. It's like, now all of a sudden there's expectation. Now all of a sudden he's like, you can't just enjoy the fact that his team sucks. You know, it's like, well, what if they suck? It's like, well, all this work was for nothing. So right. We know, haven't won a game yet. Tony Lewis has a bust. Yeah, he sucks. Oh, yeah, you guys are spring training. You're done. Yeah. Uh, well, the Mariners are reaching towards the future. And hopefully much further towards the future, as uh, their recent events have highlighted, the Mariners front office has some issues, and they're kind of caught in the old world. And for a city that is progressive and a culture that is progressive and a baseball culture that's progressive compared to the moderate views of the rest of the major leagues, I would say, that they really need to step into that. So... One of the things that I noted was that Kevin Mather said all this stuff and really called out some of the leaders of his team, some of the kind of the people that are supposed to be, that are going to pick up the mantle. He called Marco Gonzalez, who was our opening day starter. They called him boring. Jared, Jared Kelnick, uh, the key, the, the, the cornerstone of our Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz trade, the, the hope for the future, Jared Kelnick, and then also Julio Rodriguez. He, complain about his language skills. I'm hoping that this galvanizes this group, and I hope that this group matures quickly. And I'm going to bet. So here it is, my AL West preview. I am going to say fuck boring predictions where everybody knows what you're going to say and you can just be right at the end of the goddamn season. And I'm going to say the fucking Seattle Mariners are going to take the American League West. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, okay, so they might not take it, but they're going to challenge real hard for it. I think they might lose out in the end to the Angels. Ooh, okay. I think Houston's going to have a terrible season. I think Texas is going to shit the bed. I think Oakland's going to be bad. Yeah, Texas is bad. They're going to finish fifth. I think Houston's going to finish fourth because I think Jose Altuve is not going to be able to throw to first base. I think Alex Bregman is going to prove to suck. I think Yuli Gurriel is going to hit like 190 and make 14 errors at first base. I think Framber Valdez is going to just start crying. I think the whole fucking frontline rotation is going to fail. This is where Thomas takes all of his notes and like crumples them up in a ball. Man, I think, I think Altuve's got the yips, and I'm going to show up at Safeco or T-Mobile or whatever the fuck it is, and I'm going to be one of the 5,000 fans there when Houston comes to town, and I'm going to scream at them just like I did when I wasn't allowed in the fucking stadium. And I think Houston's going to finish fourth. I think that Oakland is going to finish third, close behind the Seattle Mariners, and I think Los Angeles is going to win the division. Interesting. I think I think we should do a whole show in three weeks where we all do all our predictions and we can make the same ones, different ones, or whatever. Well, I'm just making my predictions for the AL West. I haven't made my predictions for the greater. Yeah, love it. Okay, so so here's a here's a question I got after all that. Who, in your opinion, is the best starting pitcher in the division? I think this year it will be. Close between Shohei Otani and James Paxton. Oh, okay. I think James Paxton is going to have a career year in Seattle. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm a big James, the big Maple. I'm a big James Paxton fan. I'm a huge he's James got, he's got Paxton. Granky. Well, Verlander's got Tommy John, right? So Verlander. Yeah, Verlander's not starting. I mean, the Houston rotation is Granky. Yeah. Um, Framber Valdez, Jose Urquidy, or not Framber Valdez. Uh, okay, yeah, no, you're right. No, Framber Valdez, Jose Urquidy, and Javier. Somebody Javier. Christian Javier. Yeah. So, like, after you, because I was listening to you, your review of all the teams, and none of them had good starting rotations. Nobody has a good starting rotation. Right. I think James Paxton, Marco Gonzalez, uh, and maybe Justice Sheffield at the top is one of yeah challenges for the, one of the best. Oh no! I think you say Kukuchi is going to have a good year too. Actually, who's he pitched for? He's the Mariners' third starter. Okay. We have James Paxton, Marcus Gonzalez, you say Kukuchi, and then Justice Sheffield, mm-hmm. and then what they're going to be doing in that. There's some talk that they're doing a six-man rotation. Ooh. But they've picked that they got a good guy named Nick Margavicious was good last year, and they have Chris Flexen. They're, they have some options, and I think that they're going to – they've got a – they've got – they're long in, in a bench. But I think their top three are as good as any – like what you're – I agree with you. I think that the American League is – Because I was, listen, I was listening to, to you talk, and I was like, ooh, I, I think he's – Underrating the Oakland A's, I think I, I think you're underrating the Oakland A's. They're Tampa Bay West, right? They always somehow get it done. I'm not, <laughs> well, but they have no pitchers. They have no starting pitching. No, they don't. And this year, they definitely. I mean, well, yeah, no. I mean, I think Mike Fires is yeah. not going to bring it. I think Lazardo is. Mm-hmm. 
Lizardo and Montas, I think, are their... their Lizardo's good. Chris Bassett could be really good, too. He had a good year last year. He was a rookie last year. Well, No, no, he wasn't. Who am I thinking of? I think you're thinking of Frankie Montas. Maybe. I don't know. Sean Mania has potential. I mean, Oakland has... They have decent... I mean, everybody has sort of decent potential, and, you know... You know, I realized the other day, I was like, oh, I've seen that guy be really good or something about some pitcher. And I think, like, at some point, I realized, like, they're major league fucking baseball pitchers. Like, they are really good. Like, <laughs> yeah. they look really good because they're really good. And, like, that's how I take my fantasy What? That's how I take my fantasy draft. I'm like, oh, I saw that guy play one time. He looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, starting, the starting rotations are a little bit... A little, they leave a little to be desired. Yeah. That, yeah that's that's kind of, you know, I mean, the, part of the reason that I'm just taking this ridiculously stupid position is that the American League West is a little bit open this year. I think, yeah. I, I don't think Houston is, like, they didn't look that good last year yeah. until the end. I don't think so either. I agree with what you're saying. I think, I, I mean, you've got, you've got Guglielmo Tuve. I mean, we should move on. I'm just repeating what you said. Guglielmo Tuve, Correa, Bregman is still your infield, but I think I think Altuve's yeah. cooked. I think Guriel's cooked. I think yeah. Bregman and Correa are still good, but then they're leaning on a lot of younger guys. They're leaning on their new guys coming up, and I just think that's a dangerous place to be in a season where they're going to be hearing it from fans. They're going to be hearing it from, and they're going to uh, and they're I, not going to be able to cheat. They're not going to be able to cheat. Right. <clears throat> and like, how good is Alex Bregman when he can't cheat? You know, how good is Hel- Jose Altuve when he can't cheat? Like, you know, all these guys are like, oh, they're so fucking amazing. And it's like, well, they were cheating. So maybe let's give them a year when they're not cheating and we'll try to figure that out. You know, because it's not like they were cheating in 2017, 2018, then they fucking stopped in 2019. Like, give me a break, you know? <laughs> They, yeah, they stopped. Maybe, time. maybe stopped in 2020 because they got busted. Right. Maybe. You're not trying if you're not. Right. You're not cheating. You're not trying. Right. Yeah. But yeah. also, so, if I you're not I, cheating, you're not as good. So. <laughs> right. Right. There's two sides to that. Thomas, right. I was just thinking, Seattle should have like their motto this year would be something like, "At least we're not Cleveland" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our shitty front office is not yes. quite as bad as our <laughs> shitty front office. Hey, man, we got some really exciting players. Kyle Kyle Lewis in center field is, and I think Evan White and J.P. Crawford are both going to have good years this year. Right, and Mitch Hanniger is going to be back, right? And Mitch Hanniger's back. I mean, right. if they bring up Jared Kelnick, they've got Jared. From his terrible scrotum injury. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Well, he like beat in the face, too. <laughs> if... <laughs> God. If, he got beat in the face and then ruptured his fucking scrotum. Yeah, if if I exploded one of my testicles with a baseball, I'm not sure I'd ever step into the batter's box again. I'm just going to say that right now. But he got hit in the face right before that in the batter's box. Like, he got like hit in the face and then his ball exploded. So fuck all y'all. <laughs> no, hey, man, no, no. I think we should give him a standing ovation every time yeah. he comes to the place. Yep. Yeah, I think do that, that actually every time Mitch Hanniger comes to the plate and I'm at a game, I'm giving him a standing ro- ovation. Yeah. And I'm, people are going to be like, why are you freaking out about Mitch Hanniger? I'm going to be like, I got hit in the face and then in the ball. 
I think that if he if he plays one game this year, he should get comeback player of the year. I think. I agree. <laughs> because that's well, like that's a hell of a thing to come back from, you know? Oh my god. All right. All right. I think we're good, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much. Bye. American League. That's that. So what do we got? We got the the Sam, Blue Jays, the White Sox, and the Mariners winning. Blue Jays, what? Yeah, the team, the teams we like. Uh, no, no, I don't care Mariners. for the Blue Jays. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Blue Jays, White Sox, Mariners. We'll, we'll talk about this. We'll keep thinking because I, so, so I'm wait, like... Can we- so in our so we're gonna do we're gonna do these three and then we're doing the three national league yeah, and then we'll have one more week to do our we should have one more week to do our <laughs> final preview. Yep, you know MVP, uh, Cy Young, oh, Wild yeah, Cards, yeah. World Series, all that shit. Can we change our picks? Oh yeah, <laughs> at that point. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's what I'm saying. We can modify our expectations. So, like, at, at that point, if Sam thought maybe that the Blue Jays weren't going to win, like, say, if I can, Kevin Biggio breaks his neck and Vlad Guerrero, like, explodes a ball. <laughs> like, can he pick a different winner of the <laughs> National League? <laughs> <League? laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, cool, then. I'm all for it. Okay, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hey, thanks so much. Uh, again, uh, make sure you check out all of our episodes that we've been doing. Uh, we this is the third of six division previews. Uh, Sam, you up? Well, next. seven ostensibly. Seven, if we do, yeah, that's a good point. Seven, if we do a final wrap up, which we are planning on doing. Sam, you uh, got some ideas for us next week for NL East. I yeah, know. I got. I have a lot of ideas about that at least, yeah. actually. Oh, man, there's so much baseball to talk about. I love baseball. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, make sure you check us out on all your social media platforms at Dump on the Up on Twitter, Facebook, and or Instagram. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, for Sam and Thomas, this has been Dump on the Ump. Thank you for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Rest in peace, Bunny Wheel.